Welcome to episode 23 of the Riot Athletics Podcast. Today, I was joined by my one of my best friends, Ryan Reeves, and uh, he's going to talk about the Murph Challenge and Memorial Day and kind of a little bit about what it takes to be a Navy SEAL. And yes, he is a real-life Navy SEAL. So uh, without further ado, here is Ryan Reeves. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of... Evening. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. What is best in life? Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and they hear the lamentation of their women. Live for nothing, or die for something. I know Kung Fu. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Well, sir, thank you for coming on and doing this virtual podcast for the first time in history of Rye Athletics Podcast. And I just wanted to welcome you. And uh, everyone who always asks me what that flag is in the gym, it's that the one that's kind of hanging right behind you over your shoulder. Um, although, yeah, that one. So this is, this is the man behind the flag. And uh, this is Mr. Ryan Reeves. And I'll let you kind of say your title because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, Ryan Reeves, I guess, if you want my title, uh, Senior Chief or SOCS, Ryan Reeves. Um, yeah. In the United States Navy. Hooyah, hey. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Um, thank you for coming on, man, and taking the time. We had we've, – we've gone a long way. We've gone, we've gone way, way back way, way back when you didn't even like me at first. <laughs> I mean, I kind of liked you, but. Well, uh, well, maybe it was your brother that didn't like me when he shot the hockey puck at my head. Yeah. Bryce didn't like you. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever met you guys was when we were playing roller hockey against each other and our puck in like the pregame warmups went on your side. So I was the one that went to get it and I'm just casually skating and I just see this puck go right past my face. And I turn and your brother's just standing there, just staring at me like, what the fuck are you doing over here? <laughs> and then ever since then, we were all kind of just friends. That's the best way to do it. You know, attempt to hurt somebody and then you open a friendship. Permanent. Kind of, yeah. It's like permanent. America's foreign policy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some permanent brain damage uh, is like, it's, it's the spark to lifelong friendship. <laughs> um, so what do you do, man? Like what, what, what is your job? So I'm uh, in the SEAL teams I've been in for about 13 years now. And right now I run CQC. So it's close quarters combat. And that's just uh, one of the facets of training that the, uh, the SEALs go through to keep ourselves ready for war. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what you, is that? What's that? Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to talk about like physical demands of your job. So a big thing right now, I guess, in what I'm teaching, it's not the most physically demanding, but uh, the training in, in and of itself, it's, it's pretty physically demanding and it's mentally demanding. You know, if you're trying to do fast target acquisition, um, not only is it, you know, what you're shooting, but, but who you're kind of shooting and, and making sure that you're actually shooting an enemy or what, what's supposed to be an enemy in that time, you know, and making sure that 
if there's a good guy in there, you're not taking them out. So it's, it's a physical side, but there's also a mental aspect of it as well. And it's always kind of pushing our limits and making the scenarios as realistic and as dangerous as possible. Cause as close as you can get to the real thing in training, the better off you're going to be when you actually get down there. That's intense. Um, what, what kind of, uh, like what kind of physical demands does it take just to kind of get your body in a state? Like over the years, like you've gone through a ton of training, like physical training, like how, how important was it to kind of getting you to where you are today to like having that training regimen and the discipline, like building all that mental toughness that you're talking about? Yeah. You know, so the, the physical side is, it's kind of one of those, you got to be physically fit. That's a given. Um, but when you're going through training, you're going through buds. So that's, you know, basic seal training to become a seal. There's a lot of in shape dudes. I mean, there's Olympians that have gone through and everything, but, but they don't make it. You need that, like that mental component as well. And it's without getting, you know, cheesy into some sort of Zen utopian mindset of something. You just like be hard when it's hard is one of my instructors said. So basically I got in trouble for something and, he, and he's like, Hey, if you're not going to be smart, be hard. And when it gets hard, just keep being hard. And it's just being able to kind of switch that mindset of, all right, this sucks, accept it. It's like nothing you can do about it. And then just kind of keep going. And you just got to know there's always like one more level inside of you. Like, yep, I got a little bit more. I got a little bit more. And then when you think you got there, you're like, I got a little bit more. And you just, you just keep going and everyone can do it. I mean, there's no, there's nothing, I'm nothing special. Five, eight, 180 pounds, white guy. And maybe an entitled white guy. I'm not quite sure. I'm from Orange County, um, Southern California. So I don't know what that makes me, but I'm pretty average according to all things in life. And I made it. So anyone can do it. You just got to be able to dig deep and want it. If you want something, you're going to get it. So you got to put out. You always got to put out for sure. (laughs) Dude, just some of the gnarliest like memories of training have just had you kind of at the center of it. Like, the times when, when you got to grow your beard out and when you were home, we would go up to the high school and like, do like you were just like nonstop, like you never stopped. It was, it was crazy. And then there was one time here at riot where you brought your stupid ass little sled and we were doing the just back and forth, just stacking up the way and then taking it back down, just back and forth. And like, I was fucking done dude. And you did your last one and you just took off on like a dead half mile sprint afterwards, just screaming, like running down the street, dude. Like it was insane. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. It was, it was gnarly. Well, the nice thing about that is when you're young, you're dumb. So yeah, that's true. You feel a lot more. So <laughs> <laughs> savage, man. That's crazy. Um, you got injured like going like in the beginning of your, of your training, right? Yeah. So I had nerve damage in my right shoulder and, um, I basically just couldn't keep my arms overhead. You know, you have to hold a log or a boat and my arm would just, slowly fall and I'd have to fling it up there, grab it, hold it up there. And it would just fall. And, uh, the instructors caught on and basically they were about to get kicked out of training. They kind of pulled me aside and said, Hey, you know, your boat crews, you know, they're, they're getting punished because of your weakness right now. So if you do the right thing, you know, you should quit, quit training, get out of here. And then, you know, come back in a little bit when you're healthy and like, but your, your guys are just going to keep paying the man. So you should probably quit. It's probably the best thing to do. And it got in my head. It's like, I guess, I mean, I guess I should quit. I don't want my, my boys to get punished because my weakness, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, uh, I remember that night I was kind of like, I guess I'm going to quit. I called my dad. 
was like, Hey dad, this kind of situation, you know, they said I should quit. If not, they're just going to keep beating my boat crew. They're going to keep paying the man. And my shoulders just messed up. And like, they don't, they're not letting me go to medical They're It's like, Hey, you go to medical, we're kicking you out. You're never coming back. So quit or get kicked out. And if you quit, you can come back. And my dad's like, huh? Okay. He's like, well, thought about it for a minute. He's like, well, how, you know, he's like, well, haven't you been doing good? I'm like, yeah, you know, of course I'm passing the runs, the swims. I just, my arm and the shoulders giving out. And then my dad was kind of like, you know, and Hey, if, if earmuffs for your kids, but he said, Hey, fuck that. He's like, you know what? If, if they don't want you, if they don't want a guy that's not going to quit, that's going to keep going. No matter what, no matter the fact that he's getting broken and beat down and can and barely go, but he's not going to quit and keep going, then, then you don't want to be part of that community. He's like, screw that. He's like, you keep going until they kick you out, bloody screaming, and, you, and they drag you out. You don't stop no matter what. Don't quit. He's like, no, we, we're Reeves. We don't quit. He's like, okay. <laughs> ahead, Dan. And so I didn't quit. And basically, that was just like a test. I mean, they... A lot of guys, they, a lot, well, I'm not special. A lot of guys have that same thing happen to them and you, it gets in your head and you're like, all right, and they quit and that's it. It's game over. So I just said, okay, I'm not going to quit. And I kept going. And then they finally let me go to medical. The doctor checked me out and they're like, Whoa, I, I basically like my entire like trap and rhomboid atrophied away. And uh, so I got rolled for like several classes and just a bitch boy for the instructors until I reclassed up. What does that mean? If you, when you get rolled, what does that mean? So you're in a buds class going through. And going through all three phases of training and then getting rolled, you basically are just in a holding pattern until you're healed up and you can join like another class again. So I started with class 259 and didn't get to join. Well, I joined back up at 262 at that point. But there was like several, you know, about six, seven months of just kind of sitting around waiting for that, getting beat daily by the instructors. Yeah. So you essentially had like a double the tri- or triple the time to yeah, finish. I, I did first phase and second phase each twice. So I just, I wanted a little bit more. I was like, Hey, this isn't enough. It's not hard enough. So I need to, I need to get a little more. What's the pool. What's the pool one. That's second phase. That's your diving. So you had to do that twice. Uh, the, the crappy part in the beginning. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you can still fucking egg beater, bro. <laughs> you can still do it that's crazy wild man that's that's super crazy what's a what's like a big life lesson that you've learned just from being in the teams and going through the training and like kind of that experience like what's what's something that you've kind of taken away from your experience that's kind of i guess shaped your trajectory or like who you are now i think the biggest thing and this i think transcends you know whether you're a seal some amazing CrossFitter, uh, a professional athlete or anything is that at the end of the day, whatever you do doesn't define you. So just because I'm a seal and I like wear that on my chest, that doesn't make me who I am at all by any means. I am who I am. Um, I define what I do. Right. So like I said, even if you're a professional athlete, you being a professional football player doesn't make you who you are. You should make professional football better by being a good person. Um, so you know, going through training, you, you kind of think you're invincible. You think you're a badass. And that's part of it. You know, you, you want that, that mentality of just being, you know, unstoppable and killable. But as you get older, more mature, you kind of realize like, you know, that, that attitude, it's, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily good. You know, I'm sure you've all met people that are, you know, cocky, conceited, and they have that attitude and, and you need the humility side of it and being humble. And with that comes just being a good person, right? So if you're a good person, a good husband, father, son, mom, dad, sister, whatever it happens to be, whatever your choice is, pansexual, 
uh, you know, whatever, anything, as long as you're a good person, you will then in turn be good at what you do. Um, they don't necessarily go hand in hand just because you're a good seal. You could be a shit, you know, husband at home or father. Um, but if you're a good father, you're usually going to be a, a good seal. If your family is taken care of, if you're a good son, your to your parents, like you're going to be good at what you do, whatever that is. Um, and I think people forget that again, in whatever capacity they, do, they get good at something, they get uh, special or elite and they forget about just being a good person and what that all entitles. And they focus on just like those accomplishments. And that's like one part of it. The, the rest of the, like the whole, the whole man concept, the rest of being a good person is, is just as important as the end state of what you do. So. That's awesome, man. And you spoke of being a father, you're a new father. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Five weeks old. Yeah. That little terror in the house. It's crazy, man. I can't even imagine what the world's gonna be like with two of you. He's already walking. I don't know if, is that normal? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I read something online and like, I, I think maybe he's behind the power curve five weeks. He's walking. Uh, so he'll be running soon, uh, dude. He'll be running soon. What, what's been, uh, what's been the most like trying thing that's happened now that you're like, life's completely changed because everything's completely different. So like oh, yeah. what, what you, what are you aware of now that you weren't before? I guess the biggest thing is just, you know, having that, like that life that like depends on you, like a, a baby, as I'm sure people know is, is they're, they have, they can do nothing. They have, they just, no, they got nothing going on. For sure. Man. I mean, they've got nothing like they can't communicate. Yeah. They just, they cry and yeah. they let you know some things. Um, and then sometimes they cry for no reason. So you're just kind of like, it's, it's really like, okay, wow. Like, life is, life is different. This is not my schedule anymore. I'm not on my time. No. You know, so workouts, just going to work, getting ready to leave the house. You know, we're like, okay, we got to leave, got to get ready, you know, an extra two hours in advance. Cause right when you think you're about to leave, nope, got to feed or diaper blowout Yeah, or whatever. Well, like wins is twice as bad by the six month mark. You'll, you'll taper that two hours down to like 15 minutes. <laughs> Cause you will, you'll start, you'll start like knowing like, if you have something to do, like you'll understand how to build your, your morning around it. And it, cause that happened to us too. Like the first time we were going on our first mission with him to like meet up with people like week two or three, we got, we like, we go to leave and we're like, Oh shit, we didn't feed him. Like it had been like an hour and a half that since we had fed him, but we didn't start the operation to get him going. And then by the time we were all packed and ready to go, it was time to feed him again. So we had to feed him again. And then it was like another 45 minutes. Yep. And like, Oh shit, this is real. But exactly what we did. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. Uh, yeah, dude, Mandy sent me a video earlier. She's at Knott's Berry farm today with her mom and the girls are on like the planes that go around, but they're by themselves. And I totally like fucking freaked out watching it. Cause like <laughs> it's the first time, like they're in this thing that's going around and there, there's no one to tell them not to unstrap themselves, you know? So that was like, pretty terrifying to watch it on a video <laughs> you know like it's just yeah. it's weird like it's just super crazy just like the the spider sense i guess you have now that like you're just i'm terrified of everything hurting them it's weird yeah i'm more terrified of the world getting hurt from my son <laughs> uh, but same thing yeah For, yeah same thing yeah <laughs> that's crazy um so we have uh we have a an event going on on monday on memorial day and I had been talking to you about it and, um, you, you kind of gave me a little new insight on it. And it was like super interesting and something that doesn't really get talked about very much. And 
kind of, maybe not, maybe not that just kind of gets overshadowed and overlooked kind of like by a, like a sexy Hollywood spin on what actually happened. And, uh, I'd like to you to kind of just kind of clear some, clear that up and let everyone know like what Memorial day Murph is really about and kind of what Memorial day is really about. Cause it's, it's not just a barbecue and the day off, you know? Exactly. Um, so I actually wrote something for you guys and I'd like to read it for you. So just bear with me. Um, I'm a simple enlisted man with a high school <laughs> education. Uh, this coming Monday, America will observe our annual Memorial day. And on this annual day of remembrance, I'd ask you to pause and think about the teammates, brothers, sisters, and family members we've lost over this past year and all the preceding years. Think and pray if you're inclined for their families, friends, and teammates who will forever suffer for the loss of their loved ones. Every day is Memorial Day for Gold Star families. Gold Star families are our families that have actually lost someone. It's always a struggle to explain the loss of such amazing young human beings. They are true American heroes who were denied the opportunity to fulfill their potential. I'd offer that the best we can do, the finest testimony we can make, is to dedicate our daily efforts to their lasting memory and to the cause they so nobly embraced at such a great cost. Murph was part of Operation Red Wings. We lost three SEALs in the initial hours of that operation, and then eight more SEALs and eight Army Special Operations aviators on board the rescue helicopter that went to the call that Lieutenant Murphy sent out. It's easy to get wrapped around the sensationalized excitement of a CrossFit-named workout and the hard effort that it encompasses. It's easy to forget that the workout, it's, it's more than just a name. It's more than just high fives and smiles and sweating. It's a remembrance for the fallen. It's hard for the pure fact that these warriors died the way they lived, hard, and made the greatest sacrifice for their nation. The workout Murph is conducted on Memorial Day every year, but it's not about one man. It's not just about Lieutenant Murphy. Let's remember the other two SEALs who died right there next to him, and they were just as brave, and they sacrificed just as much as him. Danny Dietz and Matthew Axelson. They gave everything, they fought with everything, and they were just as heroic as Lieutenant Murphy. The eight SEALs and eight Army aviators who perished went into harm's way with zero hesitation. They were just as brave. The workout to me should be called Red Wings to honor all of the fallen. We lost 19 young men, 19 warriors who faced death with the same grit, determination, and unyielding spirit they lived life. As you face this workout, take a moment to remember all those who have fallen for this great nation. Doesn't matter your political views or philosophies on war. Remember that these brave Americans chose something greater than themselves and laid their lives down for the rest of us. So face this workout with courage, be relentless, and do not quit. Hoo-yah. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's just, it's really easy, I think, you know, people get confused. Veterans Day, oh, hey, thank you for your service. Okay, hey, you know, and if you're a veteran, that you're, you're welcome. Uh, Memorial Day, though, when you get people saying, hey, thanks for your service, it's, it's, not, it's not for me, it's not for anyone who happened to serve, it's remembering, you know, those that died. Um, it's, it's a day that you should think about kind of what happened. And actually, uh, at 3 p.m. local time, wherever you happen to be in the world, if you, uh, and that's kind of what it's recognized, if you take a moment of silence and just remember whether it's someone you know, a family member, or just something you read about, um, everyone, I think, at this point, everyone's lives have in some small way potentially been affected by, you know, all the different conflicts we've been in. So just remember those people that have died. And even if you don't agree with like what they were fighting for, just think about maybe their families, you know, those moms that lost sons, those wives that lost husbands and those children that lost fathers or mothers. Just think about that. 
Thanks, man. Uh, off topic, if you could go back in history at any point in time to witness any event or meet anybody, who, wh- where would it be or who would it be? Oh, um, I guess, I mean, just since we're talking about Memorial Day and you, you put me on the spot with this, um, I know I, I, I kind of want to go back and see like the Spartans as cheesy as that is being, being a CLA, I get it. Okay. Um, but it'd be pretty cool. You know, that's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of obviously carry over there. We like to kind of pride ourselves that like we're the hardest warriors of the day. And, and they were obviously some of the hardest warriors of their time. Man, it'd be really cool. And at the same time, they also, you know, again, earmuffs you kids out there, but, uh, the Spartans bang each other. And that's just, <laughs> I was going to fucking say that it's a known fact. So basically <laughs> the hardest warriors in history all bang each other. I'm just saying <laughs> right on, man. That's fucking funny. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know if you're going to go there. I'm like, right when you said, it, I'm like, Ooh, this could be good. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's, uh, I, I really appreciate your time and I know you're busy being a new dad and, being a badass seal and all that stuff. Um, so thank you for coming on. It is becoming tradition where the guest gets to pick the music that is on at the end of the podcast. So it can be whatever you want, but you have to pick a song that will be immediately preceding this interview. Footloose. Footloose. Yep. All right. It's a done Kenny deal. Loggins. All right. There you go. Man. <laughs> <laughs> My microphone just got a boner. Did you see that? I saw that. It got excited about some good yeah. music. It got all excited. Heck cool. yeah. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah. My pleasure. Glad I could be here. Oh yeah. That was super rad. Uh, thanks again, Rhino for coming on. And just as a quick update, I know we sent out the cards, but we will be doing the, the Murph workout on Monday, Memorial day at 9am. Um, we do encourage you to bring a friend and, uh, please bring a friend so that they can experience the gym and, you know, maybe they might be interested in joining. Um, if you are bringing a friend, please get here early. Uh, I'll be here at eight in the morning. Please get here early so they can fill out a waiver. Um, so we're highly encouraging, you know, sharing the gym with your friends, but, uh, we do need to get them signed in and we do want to start, uh, as close to nine as possible. So, um, please do, uh, expect to come a little early, uh, you know, at least 8.30 to get signed in if you are bringing a friend. And that'll just help the day run much smoother. Um, we will see you Monday, and uh, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your week and weekend.
Captain.